Welcome to the Woodland Sermon Podcast. My name is Thane, I'm your Woodland Online Campus Pastor, and I'm joined today by our Senior Pastor, Shannon Waples. This weekend, Pastor Shannon brought part three of our series, Awakening. Morning, Pastor. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Doing good, Pastor. Getting ready to start a week, and uh, it's a Monday morning, and excited to get started. Pick so, up your caffeine, oh. and uh, let's I, do it. I wish I liked some coffee, but I'll go get a Red Bull or something like that. We'll get started. <laughs> so uh, today, we're going to take a little deeper look into your sermon and talk about how we can apply it to our daily life. So in your sermon, you talked about how we can often approach God with a me, me, me mentality and rarely ask God, what do you want from me today? How do we shift our relationship from with God from being one that's transactional to one that's missional and see what he has for us on that? Yeah, that's a great question. I, you know, it's interesting because if you backtrack many times, we start walking with Jesus because there's something beautiful when we realize that God so loved us that he sent a son, that he longed to have a relationship with us, that our relationship had been severed or broken, and he just wanted to walk through life with us. Um, somewhere along the journey, if we're not careful, where we shift is from relationship to rules. Mm. And as soon as we make that tilt, we start thinking, I've got to do X, 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 or he's not going to love me. That his love is conditional based on if I follow the rules. Mm. Even though when we came and he initiated the relationship with us, we weren't following any of them. And so uh, it's really important because when we look at that, that becomes a transaction that he expects this, this, and this from me. And then what happens is I revert to handling him the same way, which means I go to prayer and say, I want this, 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 and this. So it's he demands things from me and I demand things from him. If we go back to really the beautiful beginning, which is God along to have a relationship with us, then we recognize that the rules are in place, not for the rule's sake, but because God wants to give us what John 10.10 says is Jesus came to give us life and life to the full. So it, you can take something as simple as <laughs> uh, don't drink in excess. So why would he tell us not to drink in excess? Well, when I was young, the few times I did that in college, it didn't turn out well. Mm-hmm. I made really stupid decisions. I mean, our, our culture would say, not a good idea to drink and drive. Really stupid decisions. But even if I didn't make any of those decisions, many nights I ended up kneeling at the porcelain throne. <laughs> not not good for me physically. It's not a good place to be. No. So when, when we look at the rules, they're really just because God wants to give us, we're his kids, we're his sons and daughters. And so he puts them in place only because he wants to give us, I don't want my kids to play in the street. They might get hit by a car. And in the same way, God has these things in place that sometimes we look at as he's being hard-nosed. But if we can constantly drive ourselves back to relationship. And then that puts our posture in a different place, even in prayer, that when we go to him, it's less about me, 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 and more about, daddy, I know you're taking care of me. Let me just sit in your lap today. Yeah. Well, the nature of God is he wants to bless his kids. Like in the same way you talked about uh, little Nora this weekend, like there's nothing that you would want more than to bless her in the same way that Emily wants nothing more than to bless her, but there's going to be times in her life where that she's going to have to go through discipline and have to develop certain traits 
but that doesn't change the nature of who our dad is, is that he wants to bless us. So we don't have to go with our, our Amazon wish list of like, God, I really like if you did this or did this. Like he already knows the things that we have on our heart. Yeah. So yeah. I, I so good. That. I love that. Uh, your second point, in your sermon was uh, talking about committing to the contract, committing to the contract and how sometimes we can argue with God. You played the Tim Hawkins clip, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, I totally relate to this. Like a lot of times we like certain aspects of where God is taking us or the calling is put in our life or the direction he's taking our life, but we still like to negotiate almost with God. I'm like, oh God, I love this part of the Bible, but this part, could we change this? I like it better if we could do this instead. What is it? Like, how do we not, because it's okay to be confused or want to know more, but committing the contract, like when you say, hey, I'm signing on the dotted line, I'm ready. You may not know all the facts. What, like, what does this look like in our day-to-day life? Yeah, great question. Um, so committing the contract, you know, it's funny because we talk about relationship. And so on one hand, I'm setting up this idea that we're in a relationship and God wants what's best for us. He really does. And then you go to a contract, which sounds very impersonal. I mean, we're used to contracts because of contract labor and negotiated rates and job expectations or maybe even non-compete clauses. But when we get into relationships, we think that feels cold and impersonal. Mm. But that's what a marriage is. A marriage is simply a covenant relationship with two people. And so, so much so and so much endorsed by our culture that when a couple decides that they are no longer going to commit to the contract, that's called divorce, and you have to go through a legal process to unwind it all. So there is, we are familiar with contracts and relationships. And so when we go to our relationship with, with our Heavenly Father and we trust that He has our good in mind, well, then when we walk that out, there's times it seems easy and times it's difficult, but we still trust him. You know, it can be something as as simple as we go through a season where it feels like we've all been there, where there's a week where it feels like the washer dryer breaks and the car breaks and you're sick. And it's just like there's not enough finance and not enough energy to go around. Yeah. And it all kind of and uh, and yet there's also times where we play that out even in the decisions of our life. Uh, I know for us, we moved in ministry from Davenport, Iowa to West Palm Beach. Mm. And uh, when I told most people we were moving from the snowy Midwest to where it hardly ever gets below 70 degrees, <laughs> it was easy to say, this is God's will for my life. <laughs> There's a blessing on Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God would always <laughs> expect uh, people who live in the North to move South <laughs> where course. it's sunny and warm. What's interesting is, is when we moved up to Battle Creek, Michigan, People looked at us like, what? What are you doing? Are you sure? You've got to be mishearing the voice yeah, of God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could literally, I could have said God was calling us to Africa where there's no utilities and we're going to run around with naked Aborigines. And people would be like, of course, that's God's will. But if we say we're moving to Battle Creek, oh, are you sure? And yet, here's what's funny. We've had such a very deeply satisfying soul-contented, blessed time in battle. We love being here. Why? Because we love being in the center of where the Father leads us. Mm -hmm. When you know that you're on a journey and He's with you, um, 
He will bring people across your path. My goodness, we would have never met Thena Saro, as well as many other of the wonderful people in Battle Creek, and experience what it means to do the kingdom together yeah. if God hadn't brought us here. So um, I think when you put yourself in a posture where you realize, God, you may call me to do beach ministry in Florida. And right now, when I look outside and there's snow, it sounds pretty good. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is, is the most important thing is being where he is, yeah. not what the weather is. Well, and God's blessing follows obedience. Like whether we look in our finances, in our marriages, like when you place God at the center of that, that's often where blessing follows. And that's not prosperity gospel. That's not, but it is just biblical fact that when we walk in line with what God has for our lives, he takes care of us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny because uh, there's a razor thin difference in accepting what I would call the healthy prosperity gospel and the unhealthy prosperity gospel. Um, Because I do believe the Father wants to take care of us. Mm -hmm. I think when we start to find it as financial extremism, we get ourselves in trouble. But when I wake up in the morning and there's a calmness to my soul that I know I'm doing exactly what the Father wants, you can't buy that with money. You can't buy peace. You can't buy joy. You can buy it for a moment, but it, when it sets in your soul deep, you can't buy that. Yeah. Because God, God, I love, you said a quote in your sermon where you said, uh, God wants to take you to greater places, but you have to join him. See, God has the plans that he has for you are good, yeah. but you have to join him. Like you can't just say like, God's plans for me are good and then sit and keep doing the same thing and sit in the disobedience or the delayed obedience over and over and over again and expect to walk in that great new thing that he has for you. Yeah. So You know, what's funny is, uh, you know, I know we're at different stages of life. You're a Prius owner. I'm an SUV <laughs> owner. Thanks for bringing it up. Uh, well, you're, you're, you're helping the environment. I'm exactly. destroying it. Exactly. Um, you, you, uh, uh, you like to pay cash for your cars when you can. Yep. I, I take out loans. Uh, you know, the hardest thing about having a car loan is about three years in when you have to replace the tires and the brakes. The warranty doesn't cover those. Nope. And so with an SUV, you go in and spend a pretty good chunk of change. And so when you're driving in and you're thinking, I'm going to make a car payment this month and I have to drop some coin on a new set of tires. Yep. There's no way around it. It just stinks. Yep. Like, it just stinks. And you're like, I wish I hadn't bought this car. <laughs> but as soon as you put those new wheels on, you drive out of the dealership or what Sam's yeah. Club. What, you're just like. Feeling like a million bucks. <laughs> you're like, you got a new car again. Because you're like, I can go over and just step on the brakes. And they're going to stop on the ice. And suddenly, you, you like feel good about your car. It's, it's interesting. In one week period, you can go from, this stinks. I'm dropping coin. Yeah. Two, it's like I got a new car again. Yeah. I got new brakes. I got new tires. I got it. And when we go through a relationship with Jesus, we have those days where it can feel like, gosh, he's heavy handed on his rules, or oh my goodness, he's asking me to do what? That we have that that moment, that distinct moment. Yeah. But if we can follow through, when we come out the other side, then we have this. My faith feels new again. Yeah. Like I feel like I could step on the ice of life and break. Yeah. And there's there's something in my soul that grabs, you know? Yeah. So it we get it with cars. Yeah. It's just sometimes hard to apply to our lives as a whole. 
that strength is gained through those challenging times. Like when you sign a contract, like whether it's a house, a car, or even marriage, like there's excitement attached to it. Like you're ready. There's usually a joy or an anticipation that's filled with it. And then you get down the road and like, like marriage, marriage is amazing. I love being married. I have an amazing wife. Uh, But that doesn't mean that it's awesome every single day forever. Like there's going to be challenges. But what I've noticed, at least in my marriage is, those times where we have challenging seasons coming out the other side of that, when you get that new set of tires on and you take care of it, it's the best feeling in the world. And I I feel like our relationship with Christ is the same way. When we make that first decision, there can be a lot of emotion and expectation attached to it. But as you go through the seasons of life, it gets better and better and better. Amen. Well, since you're comparing marriage and and a relationship with Jesus, I'm going to help you think. This this is a bonus. Are you ready for this? I love it. Here it is. In your relationship with Jesus, if there's ever strain, it's your fault. Oh. And in your relationship with Jesus, if there's or it was Sarah, if there's ever strain, it's my it's fault. Your fault. That'll <laughs> preach. That'll preach. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. Pastor, it's been so good. Thank you for uh joining us this morning. Ah, oh, man. Good stuff. I, I I love I love spending the time together and yeah. walking through what God's doing in our lives. That's good stuff. So hey, that's all we got for today. Thank you for tuning in and join us next Monday for another episode of the Wooden Podcast.